Hey, everybody. Great episode of The Morning Show today. We talk about the Gucci 10KTF collaboration with wallets and physical duffel bags and whether Nick was right to buy into it and then sell it. Beyond that, we touch on the CyberKong's mint price maybe being a marketing ploy. We dive deep into other side and whether there's value there with the other side expanded price being so low. We finish by talking about some of the successes that NFT brands are having on other platforms like Pudgy Penguins on YouTube and Instagram and like Reddit avatar NFTs. The free NFT today is by artist Blue Woods, a very talented 3D artist. The password is RAIN45, R-A-I-N, and then the number 45. Go to the nifty.com slash claim to claim that free NFT from our artist spotlight series. We love collaborating with guest artists on those NFTs. Anyway, that's it for the intro. Hope you enjoy the show. So, so help me understand. So we're in the bottom of a bear market profiting when you're trading NFTs and shit coins is borderline impossible, but we're all buying Gucci bags. Is that, is that what we're doing right now? Yeah, we're aping them. We're aping them. We just got the 10 KTF announcement. You, uh, burn three of their Gucci cloths for a duffel. You burn one for a wallet. I'm aping Milady's shit coins and, uh, rolling that into Gucci duffel bags, physicals. It's, it's the only time to do so. I don't see a better use of capital in this, uh, in this economy. This whole thing is stupid, dude. The um, the Gucci bag, first of all, I thought was uh, $2,100. That's the maxi duffel bag with web. The large duffel bag costs $1,790. So this is a 17. So there's not any, there's literally basically zero discount on this purchase. Or if you're me, you buy three of those 10KTF uh, Gucci cloths uh, hoping or with the intention of buying this just on a whim and then instantly regret that purchase, try and dump it. No one wants to buy it and then dump it this morning for a loss of like $250. Just poop, just get rid of that. And uh, because 10 K, uh, 10 KTF charges 10% uh, fees on these freaking transactions, basically. Who mentioned that yesterday? Who literally pointed out yesterday that if you sell one of these items, it's a 10% royalty. We don't need to check the records here, Clemente. Let's pull this off the screen, please. Thank you. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to make me add the math. How, how much did you lose on it? That I lost more. 500 bucks? A few hundred dollars. At least, I think about $350 just poof into thin what, air. But what made you change your mind? You decided you didn't want to bag anymore? As soon as anymore? I bought it, I was like, hey, this like, I can't see myself Actually putting this, this over bag. your shoulder. This and is so stupid. <laughs> and then the second thing I was thinking about, I was like, if I hold ETH, I'm going to make 4X on this purchase eventually. So what? Like, why wouldn't I just hold ETH? And then I was just like, these people are trying to convince me just to part with my ETH. And I'm getting tired of that game where, where they're charging me $1,600 for some stupid bullshit, basically. That literally, uh, in this case, you at least get a bag. Everyone talks about utility, yet all those people talking about utility are not buying this bag. But this is the only this is the only thing that actually delivers real utility to an NFT holder. Where are all those people at that are complaining about utility pumping up 10 KTF? I don't see them. Utility people are what utility means to them is make the price of the NFT go up so I can sell it and then never talk to you again because that's how they operate. Nick, do me a favor. Next time you feel like lighting $400 or however much on fire, just don't click the button. Call me. 
Let's go to Gage and Tolner and just pick up the tab like that. You'll that'll make you feel great. You'll be like, wow, I'm such a great business partner. I took out my my business partner to dinner and we had a delicious meal. I paid for it with my personal credit card. He's happy. I mean, th think about the upside of that compared to what you did. Well, dude. I don't want to get into this, man. Like it, <laughs> you're gonna make it, me it, spit my coffee out, dude. If you can. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it's it's a it's a half a rack. You've lost a lot more. I've lost a lot more on stupid things. You've all lost a lot more. You know, yeah, it's just half a rack. rack. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yo, man, you really you really get concerned. You only get a button four Lululemon shirts. <laughs> five don't fit me anymore because I'm so busy sitting in front of this computer. Heavy. <laughs> you're gaining uh, weight, big dog. Dude, I went. I looked this morning. I was like, "Oh, this is this 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 is all all." If I was to guess, it has something to do with your breakfast. Probably too many croissants. Something <laughs> with too much fat for breakfast. Wrong. You still doing the hard boiled eggs? Uh, well, uh, now I have scrambled eggs. Uh, I'm having tea. I haven't been drinking caffeine. Who's scrambling those eggs? Mess it. The, a random scrambler. No, I'm like, are you scrambling them? Is is the lady scrambling them? Who's actually because boiled eggs, anybody can do that. That's super easy. You put the eggs in water, you she's remove scrambling them. them okay. <laughs> she, she she's a good cook, man. When you guys came over and did the the dill salad, wow, mm, that was exceptional. I love, I love dill. It was really tasty. Um, she stopped. Uh, she stopped making those ever since uh, she became my girlfriend, and so now no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. We got a, a high-end uh, luxury clothing connoisseur uh, in his own right on the show, Spencer. I believe you might also have some exposure to 10KTF, Spencer. What control center are you looking at there, Spencer? I know. Because literally I got this like shot of from yeah. the underside of you looking at the ceiling basically like so you're I'll, in a – I'll tell you what's going on and I got to figure out where I put the camera now. But I just rigged up two 49-inch <laughs> – EK monitors <laughs> <laughs> curved on top of each other. So I got one up here, got one down there, and maybe I just don't know where to down. put the camera now because it doesn't fit between them. <laughs> and so if I put him on top, you got this view of the top of my head, which is extra shiny. <laughs> I put him down here, so I, I got to figure it out. It's a work in progress. Well, if you put us on the lower screen, then you'll actually be looking toward the camera. So that's a quick, uh, quick tip there. We're going to go over, we're going to, you know, work with Spencer on the setup. Uh, those monitors, Spencer, those cost as much as these Gucci bags, don't they? No, you know what? The Gucci bags are free because I already have the cloth. Okay. okay. Some cost fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> but are you, you're going to turn the cloth into the bags. I turn. I've been turned the cloth in the bag. <laughs> I'll have you know. I got a bag. I got a wallet. I'm gonna pull it out. I was. I was really thinking. I was like, you know what? Unlike Nick, I can actually see myself in luxury because I believe in myself. I. I you know. I think I'm gonna do well in the future, and I'm manifesting it right. And so yeah. I thought, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Right. And I. I really. I picture myself pulling up to a nice weekend getaway in a cottage, right somewhere <laughs> in the woods. Mm. And just boom, Gucci bag. You know, there you mm. go. Nobody mm. expects it. In a 1987 Honda Civic. <laughs> no, I could see Spencer rolling out like the camera kind of pans as he's walking up the stairs, has the Gucci bag, just, you know, holding it perfectly, walking in on the phone with the other hand, closing some deals. I was I thinking that. <laughs> the, the scenario that Spencer pictured was literally the same scenario that I had pictured, which involved a weekend getaway because the only way that this 
actually makes any practical sense is it needs to be like in the trunk of your car and you need to just be carrying it into the place, but you're not getting on a plane with this duffel bag. Like it's not going anywhere like that. You're not bringing it. Nick, consider this. You, you really going to pull up to ape fest in Hong Kong, like a plebe? No, what I'm not going to do is pull up to ape fest. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I got to fly to Hong Kong, which I've never been to, by the way, well, you know it's great. <laughs> I want to go to Hong Kong, but I don't feel like I want the trip just to involve me hanging out in Hong Kong with a bunch of apes. Like that just <laughs> well, doesn't. Then, sense. I've got a great, a great plan for you. Go for Ape Fest and stay afterwards. I'd rather just skip it and go to Japan. Okay. <laughs> Japan, cool. like, like Nick's Japan been looking is- for an excuse for us to go to Japan for literally two years. Well, you missed the Japan conference. Uh, yeah, well, whoops. I, I guess like I, I I missed that one. But dude, in all scenarios, this bag is is pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> I use the actual cloth from the uh, the so, NFT. That pink, orange, yellow would have been like such a home run. So like, here here's the situation with this bag. A lot of people in the 10k TF uh, space are pissed because there's not. Uh, the counter side of this is basically there's no, um, I don't know if you call it a redeemable or what, or whatever it is. There's no like equivalent NFT after you buy the bag. And some of the other ones came with a digital corresponding asset. And this one doesn't. So a lot of the 10 KTF people were fudding it, but, uh, I I don't know. The the whole thing is, is ridiculous. Look, I have. Last comment, Spencer. I have an expensive bag. I have a six hundred fifty dollar <laughs> briefcase that I that I once purchased. This nice leather bag. It's it's gorgeous, and I never used the damn thing. Like it's just it's just never used, and uh, it's not as it's it's not utility driven. Luxury is not about utility. It's all about looks, and it looks dumb. <laughs> no, it doesn't look dumb. No, no, it doesn't look dumb, but it's, it, you're never going to use it for traveling. If I had that bag, it would become my gym bag. Because as soon as you start adding, like, the amount of clothes and stuff that you would take to go away, it loses its beautiful duffel shape, and it doesn't look it doesn't look Gucci anymore. So, it like, you, like I'm with Nick. You, you, like, you put it in the back of your car, you drive off, but you're not taking that as your hand luggage on the plane or on a train, it, 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 it's not going to fold and look nice. But hey, look, I still think it's a cool bag, but it's not a travel bag. So Spencer, careful when you go to Hong Kong, because the game out there, it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't like what you're wearing this morning. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, shit. Probably, Shouting out the Hong Kong drip. I mean, like, Spencer, you're going to have to bring that different gravy if you go out there. Shout out to our commenter saying that Spencer's IRL drips is just a different gravy. I'm going to be incorporating that into my whole life now. I love that. Just saying it's a different gravy. Like, dude, me and the fucking, me and the boxing gym, that's a different gravy. You feel me? Anyway, <laughs> Spencer, please. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know what? I'm proud of 10KTF for burning it here because here's the thing. All of these NFT projects keep increasing supply. They have more and more liabilities as a function of time. And TechATF said, no, we're going to give you a $2,000 Gucci bag for three of these fuckers, right? They're gone. Gonzo. <laughs> Decrease the number of NFTs in our ecosystem. We're going to give you a $300 wallet for some of these. Gonzo. Out of the ecosystem. We don't have to do shit. We don't have to provide you utility value. Fuck all. Gone. Uh, you know what? That's great. And Signal... 
you know, I know my drip this morning isn't Hong Kong drip. Mickey <laughs> Portal morning show fucking drip. Though. Look at every single person. All I gotta do is put on a baseball cap and I'm, I'm gravy. I'm extra gravy. I'm we all wear black baseball caps today too. Like this is really we're right in line, baby. I'm no, 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 I don't know what. I don't know. Hold I'm up, being, hold up I'm signal. Being, wait, I'll be wait, wait, right wait, back. Wait. I'm going to be extra drippy this okay, morning. Okay, but I've got to say, the times I've met Spencer IRL, he's drippy as hell. His gravy <laughs> is like French gravy. He has the best merch ever. I'm just taking the piss right now. But back to the bag. What? Nick, I'm with you. The reason why I didn't buy it is because it's just not a practical everyday bag. But the wallet, eh, the wallet. I like yeah, get a wallet. But the, I would never use this wallet because the wallet that I use, which I don't have next to me, is like I like compact wallets. And all those luxury ones are all about the full, the, the billfold style. This is bullshit. Again, yet another poor utility. Every I remember this guy <laughs> came on the TechCrunch Disrupt stage and he was talking about a, a, a case that he made for the iPad. And it was like the, the dumbest thing bag I've ever seen. I, I forget who it was. It was a famous fashion designer. It shows how much I'm in the fashion space. But basically, he came up. He talks about this luxury you know, $5,000 iPad case that he made. And it's literally like a zipper around the case that you need to use. Can you imagine zipping and unzipping every time you want to use your iPad? Like You just throw this thing on your desk and you just like grab it and you write some notes on it. I'm not going to go through this like zip and unzip process, but also shout out to Spencer. Yeah, no, I mean, big on them. They've gone from 400,000 NFTs down to 399,700. So that's like pretty exciting in my opinion as well, which is huge utility for all of the holders. Pretty excited about that. Dude, they're burning more than uh, ETH uh, post-merge. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Uh, look, I mean, uh, I'm glad that we heard from our resident fashionista Signal on the Gucci bag. I can picture Signal pulling up to the gym dressed in all black with the black shades and the bag. Uh, no? no, I'm not taking that bag to the gym, man. No, 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 no. Like if I walked into my gym wearing that bag, like my gym's a boxing gym. No, 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 no. You like you get sent out. I'm buying you get this sent bag. out. <laughs> yeah, of course, easy. Of course you are. You're he, gonna buy it. Just listen to Little Pump Gucci Gang, dude. Hold right on. Really he holds it. He's gonna be wearing it, listening to just a song, we'll bouncing see the around with event, the bag, with the bag on, just rocking it in person, rocking it proudly, letting <laughs> you know. And every time someone says, "Oh, dude, that's a nice bag," I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, guess how much I paid for it." <laughs> dude, I well, all I want to say is Bodagos is about to get in the leather goods business. Okay, <laughs> so we, it's time that we find uh, the leather manufacturer. So we have to kill a couple of cows, okay? But <laughs> well, they already they, probably got killed for beef, dude. It's like exactly, it's exactly. And so it's a uh, multi-use. You're actually doing the cows a favor by purchasing <laughs> the leather goods. In this, I go life. They lived a good life. Eat a lot of grass. Everyone dies. Okay, um, nice guys. Real quick, in all serious. Oh, go ahead, Nick. I, last thing, I just wanted to say on the clothing commentary here. I'm the only one that gets prepared for the for this morning show. Basically, I what? take a shower. I put on some clothes. I, I'm just coming at everybody here, okay? I'm some just of us have been working for an hour, Nick. That's some true. Some of us have been up bright and early. Oh, working. me too. I was co I pushed some software this morning. Actual right, we'll code. We'll talk about it after the, after the call. <laughs> I pushed no, some software anything. this morning. Yeah, we know you showered. Right Stop the faucet. 
He's already Nick's all always ready to clap back talking about software code deployment. Um, in all seriousness, when it comes to this bag, I think this is actually good because I think it's good for NFT brands to actually make high end physical collectibles and have you burn NFTs in exchange for those high end physical collectibles. I do think that's good. The high end physical collectibles have to actually be like well made though. And we've historically seen NFT people be like, ah, I don't really give a shit. Take like whatever kind of bullshit I'll put out, you know? Nick, I want to shout out all the people that are still holding on to the 10 KTF comfy hoodies. Like they're going to get something uh, valuable. I mean, dude, those hoodies are, are ugly. I mean, I went, I got famous for one of them, but, uh, literally I have celebrities calling me because of those hoodies, but here was the crazy thing. I don't even think you needed the blank hoodie, right? Like in order to get that, maybe you did. I don't think you did. Spencer saying no. What, what is the point? I see a blank pilot helmet. Are we getting pilot helmets? I would like a pilot helmet. That's the one that I'm looking at here saying like, okay, it's time that we put that in season. And put put a uh, that, that would uh, be a fire uh, collectible. Uh, That'd be a sick sick collectible. Actually, Renga the Renga Hass collection, which is only one thousand, uh, which is only one thousand PFPs. If you enter into the draw, one of the prizes is um, an F one helmet, and then there's like a, a real one, and then a little one. So that would probably be a better buy at point oh eight mint than getting oh, yeah, I'd, like I'd love you know, to see Nick this. <laughs> oh, and, no, and what? In the uh, this helmet, yeah, in the helmet. I mean, Nick, you already expressed that you think that the F1 racing jackets are straight fire. I mean, we want there's some outfits we want to see Nick model, that's for sure. Maybe at Breakpoint in Amsterdam at our event, ladies and gentlemen, you'll get a, a little runway show from Nick. We'll, we'll put him in different outfits, we'll walk him out in front of people, it'll be a good time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, well, we were going to talk about some other stuff, but no, we're, we're going to just get right into it here. That is a badass helmet. Well, Nick, so Nick has multiple motorcycle helmets. Nick has the most motorcycle helmets that you'd have for what, just having one motorcycle. I feel like you'd love to have this that's one. Only, that's only 35 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's not safe to wear. <laughs> I, I feel like that's not street legal. 35 <laughs> pounds, dude. The bell, the bell motorcycle helmet costs more than that. Yeah, my basic ass bell motorcycle helmet's like 80 bucks. So I'm not going to buy that pimped out one for 35 pounds. That seems like it belongs on a mantle and not on your head when you crash into a homeless person here in New York City the way I did. Anyway, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Um, that actually happened, everybody. <laughs> Motorcycle accidents, not fun. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a quick shout out to- bike accidents. You got to clarify there. Motorcycle accidents are a different beast. You, uh, for sure. Odds of death higher. E for, for sure. E-bikes- e E-bikes are just, you know, the the bear market motorcycle, right? You know, I can't knock you guys for not being able to afford Gucci, not being able to afford a motorcycle. You know, it, 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 look look at the price of ETH. Look at the price. Look at look at where other D's. Look at where other D's expanded are at. Like it's just it's just not your fault. You know, absolutely. A hundred percent. So look, ladies and gentlemen, I got a shout out today's free NFT artist, Blue Woods. So Blue Woods is a 3D artist and animator that is renowned for transforming compelling, surreal visual concepts into reality. Blue's artistic vision shines through the ethereal imagery in his artwork, layered with stunning visual effects. Make sure you follow him on Twitter for some incredible 3D art and visuals and stay tuned uh, till the end of the show for the password for the free NFT and reveal of his companion drop 
on Manifold. So this is part of the Artist Spotlight series, ladies and gentlemen. Been a little bit since we had an Artist Spotlight free NFT on the show. The Artist Spotlight series is not sponsored. In fact, we pay the artists that participate. The idea behind it is to showcase some artists in the NFT space and really uh, you know, get their work in front of collectors. So if you are an artist that's interested in participating, we have a link. Clemente, I'm sure we'll pin it to the top uh, at the end of the show or, or something. But for now, you know, pay attention to everything, all things Blue Woods. Check out the artwork. Uh, really badass. And at the end of the show, we'll have the free NFT code. We got the weather report. We got Kixie about to run with the weather report. Kix, please take it away. You got it, Coach. Today is Friday, the 28th of July. Volume coming in, $13 million. We got Blur at 8.9, OpenSea 2.7. Looking over at the leaders, Apes 31, Mutants 5.6. Maybe they're finding a floor here. We got Punks at 47.6. D-Gods 8.1, Azuki 5, Captains 5.1, and Pudgies sitting at 4.4. Over the past 24 hours, Other Side shared a recap of a small focus group who tested the new game in Los Angeles. Participants got to see some of the artwork that's been in development over the past year and played the new game as their ape avatar traveling to a tier five land. Cyberkongs reduced Ethereum supply for the Genkai sale from 9,000 all the way down to 3,000. Every mint on Ronin and Ethereum will receive one free Genkai airdrop, which will be vested for half a year. Mint price is still 0.25, but is now 98% minted out. Frank D. Gods tweeted, people are insane to want to join the NFT ecosystem right now. I'll tell you what, I think we all feel pretty insane to be here. Due to creators being unlikely to make money, founders subject to a life of indentured servitude, and communities who don't care what anyone is building. But Frank says he feels calm about what D. Gods is building and knows what is right for that community. Lastly, themes and variations by artist Vera Molnar continue to be a big 6Xer for the Minters. The 500-piece collection started in a Dutch auction at 20 ETH, sold out all the way down at 1 ETH. Secondary sales, we're seeing rare ones go for 18 ETH. Last sales at 7. That was a cook. That lady's 99 years old, still slaying the art market. Quickly looking over at crypto, we got Bitcoin 29.1, ETH in the mid 1800s, Solana trying to reclaim 25 bucks, Ape below two at 1.9. Back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report kick. Some updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, the daily newsletter published from the nifty.com. You need to have an account at the nifty.com to claim today's free NFT. So what are you waiting for? Go make one. Connect your fan and wallet while you're at it and you're on the site. Beeple's first sculpture, Human One, which sold for $29 million at Christie's in 2021. Way to get the sale in when the year was still 2021, Beeple, before the NFT market crashed. It's going to be displayed at the Crystal Bridges Museum in Arkansas, featuring an interactive scavenger hunt where visitors can unlock NFTs by identifying clues within the artwork. I saw this piece in person at Christie's in 2021. Very cool piece. Uh, Got to tip my hat to people. He's got some good stuff going on. Cool Cats has sunset their Cooltopia game, and it's associated milk token after nearly 18 months. 
citing the decision uh, is going to allow them to prioritize resources towards delivering gaming experiences through their strategic partnerships. So we see the final sunset of the failed Cooltopia game after 18 months. Uh, that's it for your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Look, we already kind of covered the Gucci and 10KTF story. Do we have to talk about CyberKongs again, or can we move on from that one? I'd be curious if anybody wants... Yeah, that, we'll just move on from that one. Oh, Clemente? I, I just think the only thing I... Th- I just think it was a marketing scheme, honestly. Making the, the mint price super high, trying to get as much as possible, and then cutting the supply. Um so I thought it was interesting. I think more teams will do that going forward. But yeah, it's interesting. Nick? Well, what was interesting about it as well was in terms of like uh, you could pay to unlock the NFT earlier, which I actually thought was an interesting dynamic. So it was free to free to mint, I guess, for CyberCongs holders, but then you could pay to unlock it early. I, I like that. It also just shows dude, nobody can... Uh, handle large quantity supply at this point unless you're buying your your own floor uh like it's it's just it's just not uh, a positive recipe at this point in time i'm interested also in what um uh frank is uh cooking up no the post that he was talking about and i'm trying to see where the link is in here uh because it's not linked in this doc clemente uh, maybe you could maybe you could help me find. Hey, that Clemente, link. Nick, like decided that he wanted to see that one specific tweet today. What the hell are you doing? I, I look. I just think Clemente should know when he's just not delivered something up to my expectations. But anyways, so the, um, uh, uh, in terms of the space, I feel like the thing that he was saying is like spot on, and it's it, like. It's the NFT space is hands down just one of the most difficult spaces to be operating in, um, and and it's primarily because I think what the key is, the reality is anybody can go and buy an NFT, and the the result is like what they expect for that, and there's a wide range. Well, there's actually two buckets of people that exist within this ecosystem. There's ones that just believe, and that's what they do. They go and buy it. They say, hey, I'm waiting to see what these people produce. And then there's the other set of holders, which nobody wants, yet drives a large amount. Well, actually, there's three. The the second would be those that like bought one, want something significant for it, and get furious the moment that nothing is delivered. And then the third bucket is all of the people that are swapping hands back and forth. And the uh, they're increasingly disappointed because in order for them to make money, you still need people to come in and like continue to buy buy up the floor. Like you can't the the traders can't just swap between themselves indefinitely. Although I don't know, maybe Spencer can correct me on how the uh, Magic the Gathering space operates. But I'm assuming the majority of the people collecting there, uh, there's some ecosystem of people that enjoy playing the game. That, that enjoy the collecting aspect of it and don't and aren't just in it for the pure speculation and those that and that market has probably matured to a degree where the speculators are on a much longer term horizon where they're where they're not sitting there looking at the daily price volatility which is really where I actually think we drive some of the more challenge that's like the most challenging aspect of the space is that like Theoretically, the float on these NFTs should get smaller and smaller and smaller. 
but it's somehow like largely representative of this entire pool of people that are not selling. And now, and now like the, the 15 people that were like, I just want to get the hell out of this and lose my $50. Like me with the Gucci <laughs> NFT yesterday. I somehow drive the floor floor down. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack with that specific one. The 10% royalty we talked about, the fact that it's in ERC 1155. And lastly, I mean, really the fact that um, in the NFT space, there's two things that um, only a small percentage of participants are interested in. And those two things are in real life events and physical goods. The vast majority is interested in trading the assets as if they were just crypto tokens for like short-term gains, I think, like you just pointed out. So there's a lot to unpack with that specific one. Um, I guess w let's talk about other side and, and the Le Legends of Mara sneak peek, because this is by the number one entity in our space, Yuga Labs, who actually owns 10KTF now. But it hasn't been Yuga season for a little bit now. And I think everybody believes that Yuga is probably moving as fast as anybody in the NFT space when it comes to building something of substance. In this year alone, we've already seen a rollout of Dookie Dash, which was a fully playable game that attracted the attention of professional video game players and uh, you know, got some real solid uh, press, I would say, based on you know the participation of those players. Then they released Heavy Metal, not as overwhelmingly of a positive response. Spencer uh, was very vocal on Twitter, um, commenting on the mechanics of the game. And now we see this sneak peek, and these sneak peeks, man, they look better and better. In my opinion, my untrained eye, I'm not a gamer. I've obviously played video games in my life, but I don't own any consoles or play any video games now. But it looks pretty damn built out, if you ask me. I think it's so cool that they have this full 3D version of the swamp Knowing you know the commenters that exist in this industry, I'm sure that as I say this, a lot of people are going to respond and say that game looks like crap, which is a very normal uh, you know commentary that we see from people in the industry. But it looks like things are moving right along with this other side game. Nick, uh, a couple things. One, they mentioned here that they're playing with the 3D versions of their board ape. This is interesting because. They had done an announcement before that all apes were going to get their sandbox avatars, basically. And that just never happened. And I feel like they just kind of abandoned it and focused on this uh, specific aspect of things. Um, the one thing I wonder is, is like, for right now, it feels like uh, they've built this world and there's social interaction within it. And they're really focused on like event dynamics, essentially. Um, and there will be, but I don't know what the like game element of it is, or if instead it'll just be like one-off, um, installations. And in the interim, you can go and interact, uh, with people in that world. Should you, should you desire, which I think is kind of interesting, but I, I like, I don't know what that world is instead. It feels, um, comparable to, uh, like Decentraland or sandbox, I don't know what the game elements of it are other than like you walking around in this plot of land. Uh, so it's way much, it's much more like second life or some metaverse world. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the single most interesting thing in the NFT space. Like when you sort of think about everything going on in the space, I'd love to know what Spencer thinks. I want to hear what Kicks thinks. But it is one of those things where I could see, and I'm not predicting this, I'm not predicting this, but I wouldn't think that it's the wildest, most ridiculous thing if in like three years or two years when the game is like fully built out, if it is attracting a large user base because it's actually a, a good game and it, it, you know, is a pop like a, an actual breakout mainstream game. If everyone's like, man, I could have bought the other side lands for like 0.5 ETH or whatever the bottom is, 0.6 ETH, and it was so dumb to, to not do it. I could see that happen. We've seen it so many times. I mean, Ethereum itself cost 80 bucks at one point and no one was buying it. So I'm just saying, these are the things that nobody wants to touch it. And then two years later, everyone regrets not touching it. I'm just saying, I have, yeah, I don't have any other side lamp, but yeah. I feel like price compression is upon us, basically. And the move will be more exciting from like buying something from for $200, selling it for $400, than it is for like buying it for $200 and it's selling for 15000 yeah, real quick, I want to shout out this comment, this commenter that uh, is really, you know, uh, proving my point in a big way. Uh, we got Ginkgo here on the YouTube. He said, "Other side is going to be a sausage fest of the lamest crypto boy, uh, bros you can imagine. Sure to be a massive success." Laugh emoji. Thank you, thank you, Ginkgo. Appreciate that's, it. That's, that's <laughs> video games. That's like the, he's literally just describing video games. Like I don't know how that's like a dunk. Like oh, there's going to be a bunch of dudes playing a video game. Like oh, wow, man. That's a diss. <laughs> Sounds kind of fun to me. A bunch of bros being bros. That's, yeah, that's like, know. yeah, being like, yeah, really dude. Uh, much. He usually goes and plays basketball with a bunch of dudes every week. What <laughs> <laughs> like, a loser. <laughs> uh, Spencer, what are your thoughts on other side and, and some of these sneak peeks? You know, like, here's the thing. I think your bet on other side is, will there be a digital land metaverse narrative in the next cycle? And, I'm 50-50 on that. It was a strong narrative last cycle. You saw Sandbox pump to Valhalla. It, it, people, the pumps on virtual land last cycle were seen, Yeah, right? Nobody delivered, right? No, nothing nothing meaningful ever got made. You're like, oh, when it's this big thing that people play, that doesn't matter. It just matters that it's the most played virtual metaverse land thing that's going on. And I think it's a pretty low bar for it to be that. I think I'm pretty confident that other side will beat out the central land will beat out sandbox. I don't think it's particularly close there, right? Same. For the spot of the best NFT metaverse thing. Now, thing is, despite all the insane hype that it had last time, like, I don't know that that narrative will be as strong in the next cycle. And I've talked to some really smart crypto people who are very skeptical of the metaverse narrative in the next cycle. Just talk to one of, I would say, top five most knowledgeable people in NFT space yesterday. And they were like, metaverses? Like, are we still doing that? Like, is that still a thing? Because, you know, I just don't know, right? Now, maybe other side proves it wrong, right? And I think it's 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 really easy. If you have a metaverse digital land thesis, and your metaverse digital land thesis could even be, I just think there's a greater fool than me in the next cycle that will have a metaverse digital land thesis and it will buy my bags, right? Not an unreasonable thesis. Other side is the clear winner in my book, right? And I love to look for that. When I want to buy an NFT or something like that, is this the clear winner in its category? And I want to say that other side to me is one of the few things where it feels like they're a clear winner in their category and no one's remotely close, 
right? Like I don't think sandbox land, I don't think Decentraland land is anywhere near other side. And to me, that's rare, right? Like there's not even, I, I find it hard to think of other things where it's like nothing is particularly close except maybe like punks and maybe kind of Fidenzas. But, you know, Fidenzas, you could even look at other art blocks, right? Punks, you could look at apes. Other side, like what else? Are you really going to buy sandbox land? Really? <laughs> You know, the year is 2023, right? In the, in the year of our Lord, 2023, you're going to buy fucking sandbox land? Like, come on. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> well, look, look, um, you're right that sandbox and Decentraland, despite having a head start, I think have underwhelmed. I don't think that anybody really is um, saying that that's a controversial take. Because I believe both of those brands, those businesses have been around since 2018. Maybe even late 2017, Maddie DCL Blogger was trading, uh, you know, infamously trading Decentraland land in 2018. My man, Soldier Boy Draco, said, "Add him on Decentraland. Meet him in Genesis Plaza right now." I wonder how many people took him up on that. That must have been lit. Uh, but yeah, or Nick. Well, Spotty is like working on Decentraland stuff, and I think there's other people that are. Like, think that in the next bull run, there's some side of this. My biggest thing is that I think, like, the bottom line is, where are people hanging out? That, that like, online. That's all that matters. And uh, all of the speculation on it is is just that. It's the same as, the, this, the virtual land speculation is the same as it was with all of the, uh, the ICO stuff in 2017. It, like literally nobody built a business and and there was like nothing that was delivered. It's so funny. Like it's also interesting when people, I, I feel like th there's so many angry bag holders that exist in this space and they're coming from a place where they like, like they thought they were going to go and just quickly make money. Like in life changing in, uh, money, click the mouse a few times. Exactly. And they get pissed off. If like you don't give them something that that like delivers on that promise, the thing that's crazy or the 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 most beautiful side of things, which makes me think like like what we should really do is just not do this podcast and go off into the distance and just go quote build, I guess because like you don't hear a lot of people that are being like, my sandbox land is not delivering the utility that I was looking for basically like. No one ever said like I, I never hear anybody. I, yeah, no one complains about sandbox. Like, like it's just not a thing that exists, and it's because they're busy off building things. And I like I, I don't know what um, and and the land is still worth it's something. Point thirty one ETH. Oh my god, I didn't know it was that low. There's a hundred and thirty thousand of them as well. Just, yeah, but I mean, wait, wait, wait. but you shouldn't say oh, it's so low. You should that's say look at other deed expanded. Is at 0.34 ETH. Wow. And which which would you buy? I would buy other deed expanded for sure. Is it close? No. No, I would right? buy other deed like, expanded. <laughs> I might buy it now. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, well, geez. Like I I don't know. I feel like yeah. Either, either sandbox is way overpriced or other deeds is way underpriced. It's gotta be one of the two. Are you buying other deed with the fund right now? And then we'll go to signal. Yeah, Spencer, tell us. Tell us, Spencer. Potentially. <laughs> I'm, I'm working Best on a big deal. Other dude, baby. We've only been talking about it for three months. Wait a minute. 
Spencer, did you just say you're working on a big deal? Maybe. We'll see. There's, I'm, I'm working on some stuff. We don't currently have that many. We have a couple. But there, I, it, it is a collection that I will own at some point mm. in size. Interesting. It's, it's like there's, there's very few things where I'm like, I, like, there, like, it is a target to pick up during the bear market. And that is like top of my list. Mm. Sig? Spencer, are you targeting no. like certain lands or just like going for the floor, right? Like I actually think there's more value in like the sub 10K ones that the biogenic swamp. Uh, you know, pieces. I really, I think it's important to me that they're on like historic ether. You know? <laughs> so like, that's really all I care about in my buys. Yes. Now we're talking historical Ethereum tokens. Now we are speaking my language. That's the valuable stuff. Signal, what were you going to say? I would say, first of all, I really liked what they teased in that um, small focus group. I thought it looked really cool with the whole flying around thing. And I'm sure it does echo some game that I'm not aware of where people meet up <clears throat> in avatar form or, or whatever. But my point is, is that, um, you know, we mentioned how long Sandbox and Decentraland have been doing this. So the fact that they don't have the attention that they should have for how long they've been going goes to show you how hard this is to do. I know it's not, it's, it's not it's it's not because of lack of funding or through lack of effort that sandbox and decentraland are where they are i think in the bubble that we're in other side would be the number one bet to take if you're taking a thesis of which metaverse land is going to make it i would say they are the best positioned but i think in in the bigger context of which other companies will try and get this that like other side isn't just competing against Decentraland and Sandbox. They're competing against established household brands. And that's where I think they mm. can just lose because, you know, Clemente brought it up very quickly, but how much um, money uh, Meta have lost in the development of the direction billion. that they want to go is $22 billion. Obviously, their goals are much bigger. They've got hardware. They're trying to do things that, you know, haven't even come out yet. But my point is, I think... The, the, the metaverse and the, and the direction that I think a lot of people imagine where we're going is going to be such a huge cost that the winners can only really go to companies that have the pockets to take a loss for years and years and years and then finally, you know, come out with a product that people want. And then that product has to be something which has a, a very low barrier to entry in terms of cost. It can't be 0.3 land because people are just not going to put that kind of money down. If you just look at the, you know, sort of the current economic conditions, people are lining around the corner to go and get world coin just so they can have, you know, a little bit of free money. Like those are the conditions that we're in right now. So I think um, in our bubble, other side, yes, I agree with your thesis. But when we look outside of that bubble, I think the trophy will go to an established company who has deep pockets that can fund this for a long time and give it to free to, and, and give it for free to customers. Interesting. Very interesting. Kicks. Yeah. I mean, I think like, Signal definitely like took a lot of what I was going to say in a good way. Like I think she's like spot on with her analysis. First of all, we're dunking a lot on Sandbox Land, but uh, I minted Sandbox Land and I'm still up two x in ETH. I also before uh, the big Meta pump in November 2021, it was at like 0.3 ETH. Other side's down 90 percent from Mint. So I mean, like as much as we can trash on Sandbox, you know, Sandbox holders are sitting a little bit more comfy than uh, anyone that minted other side. That's just that's just facts. And uh, what Signal said is spot on. Is that you know for for any of this to really succeed, it it it, it we're, we're not looking at like who's the best in this small bubble because for other side to actually succeed, it needs to you know go 
it needs to go uh, acquire like mass market potential. And um, that's not easy to do. And there's a lot of existing competitors out there. We have Roblox, Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto, Fortnite. You can maybe throw World of Warcraft in there. But like, if you want to see what a real metaverse looks like, go onto Twitch TV and watch Grand Theft Auto role-playing streams. Like, that's literally what the metaverse is going to look like. And they're super successful, super established, and they're working on their next game. So, um, yeah, like, other side, I think, in terms of, like, the graphics and what they're trying to build, can definitely definitely has the potential to go more, um, you know, mass market than maybe Sandbox. But having said that, Roblox and Minecraft are massive games, and they're both on Sandbox quality graphic level so it's not always the graphics that wins out it's the gameplay and the mechanics so um yeah i think i think what other side is working on is awesome and great but like it, in order for them to really capture mass market potential they have to be doing something that's a differentiator from those other established successful brands that i mentioned roblox minecraft grand theft auto fortnite like it's they, that's those are billion multiple billion dollar companies uh that they're going up against you know that it's going to be tough competition but um, you know, I, I, I hold back, so I, I hope they win. Well, I think people just don't believe that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, people just flat out don't believe that Yuga Labs is going to be able to make something that's like a, what, what you'd call like a crossover hit, like something that breaks out outside of Web3. And, and I understand why people would think that just given the turbulence that the NFT market has faced over the past year plus. But you th the thing you have to keep in mind is they've hired these top talents from the traditional gaming world. So it's not like a, a bunch of crypto bros are like, yeah, let's make a game. At this point, you literally have the guy from Blizzard and is the other guy from Riot Games or Activision. I think it's Riot Games, maybe um, the COO and the CEO at this point or, or the, the CTO and the CEO. Two C-level people at Yuga are heavy hitters from the traditional gaming world. So, oh, I thought Spencer was going to say something. He's just he's just stretching out. He's just getting ready for his, his next thing. Um, well, yeah, we'll have to see what, what comes of, um, you know, other deed and what's going on there real quick. I want to shout out today's free NFT artist blue woods. So this is for the artist spotlight series. Blue woods is a 3d artist and animator that is renowned for transforming compelling, surreal visual concepts into reality. His artistic vis vision is shining through through the ethereal imagery of his artwork really 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 cool stuff clemente has it pulled up on the youtube screen right now make sure you follow blue woods to check out these visuals they are absolutely badass and the free nft uh, is going to be dropping today this is part of again the artist spotlight series the series that is designed to put a spotlight on talented artists in the nft space there's also a manifold drop that Blue is putting out today. I'm sure Clemente has all those links pinned to the Twitter show, so make sure that you check it out. Real quick, I want to talk about some NFT innovation in the form of content creation when it comes to Pudgy Penguins, in the form of mobile apps and social when it comes to the Reddit Generation 4 NFTs. Why don't we start with those? Reddit dropped its fourth generation. They're already on the fourth generation of NFTs on their app, they partnered with artists like Klon from Cool Cats, Nate Bear, who is a former artist spotlight artist and friend of the show, very talented artist. Shout out to Nate Bear. And Penguin, who is another artist that um, a lot of people in the NFT space are familiar with. Uh, they've been able to onboard millions to NFTs without the millions even knowing that they are NFTs. 
as Reddit, as you can imagine, has traditionally been very, very, very anti-NFTs. What do we think of this? There's so much, you know, onboarding millions discussion. Well, here's Reddit doing it. And it uh, looks like Clemente has pulled up some customizable avatar stuff that looks like it's pretty cool. What do we think of this? Uh, Spencer, is this something you pay attention to at all or because it's not, you know, high-end uh, luxury collectibles? Is this just not something that you really pay attention to? I mean, like, I'm aware it's going on, but does it dominate my thought ever? Is it something that I look into buying or selling? Like, no, not really. I mean, I, I think Reddit avatars are an interesting case study. Um uh, in a lot of like the sort of mass adoption narrative, but I'll be honest, I don't really see the mass adoption narrative, right? Like my view is and always has been that this is a interesting financial asset and is an interesting way of having stakeholdership in a company and financially backing a company, right? It may not legally be that, but that's kind of where I think NFTs make sense. NFTs just as pure collectibles or as like mass adoption collectibles will always be a part of the ecosystem, right? NFTs as video game assets that may not be financial assets will always be part of this ecosystem and it's beneficial overall to it. But like, if you want to make those like big swing trades, you want to make that, that like, you know, if you want to be a full-time trader, if you want to professionally run a fund, I don't think that this is the way that you make the big money, but I could be wrong, right? That, that, that's at least my take. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Nick, what do you think of those Reddit avatars? I mean, they keep dropping a lot of them at uh, like <clears throat> the story that people, well, if they keep selling out, that's a great thing. Reddit's having their own challenges uh, in the sense that like, I, I don't know if the community protests have ended. Uh, one of the subreddits that I, I frequent only like yesterday came back after a month of uh, just kind of posting absolute garbage <laughs> on the timeline. And they were all pissed over the API. Like, it, it, it was kind of absurd. But, uh, man, I mean, if they keep selling these, um, th that's the cool part is that, they, is, is that they do keep selling. I don't think, like, people are viewing this as, like, secondary activity. And instead, it's just a revenue-generating channel for them. It feels like stickers inside of, like, Line app, for example, like the messaging app that's popular in Japan or, like, WeChat or something like that. Um, look, I, I think that this is more representative of what I figured the PFP market was, um, when, uh, I first got into this and I remember writing about PFPs and being like, yeah, the PFP market, if 20% of social media users end up uh, using this, which is, uh, take, let's say there's 400 million people. Peel looks frozen by the way. So I don't, oh, you're back. Um, the, uh, 400 million, uh, people end up buying this out of 2 billion or something like that. And they each spend $20 a year. Uh, then you have a, uh, a big whatever, industry, $8 billion a year, uh, industry in terms of, uh, sales. That's kind of how I viewed the market. Instead, it became this like speculative thing around like everyone buying these PFPs, but an $8 billion a year market is uh, nothing to sneeze at. That said, you know, Facebook uh, had shut down their virtual gifts because it was only, quote, only making a billion dollars a year. Um, and I, I think that uh, for a lot of uh, apps, this feature coming back is just, is kind of an incremental thing for most of these places. Um, I, I think it's cool. 
Fair. Yeah, easy. Any thoughts on the Reddit stuff? I think they're just taking a different approach to the market. I saw Sneaky actually commented this on the comments too. Like they're not trying to sell out every drop instantly. They just want consistent options for people to buy avatars to participate, which I think is a like a net new part, like net new flow for NFTs. We focus a lot on like the sellout and always selling out instantly to drive hype. Whereas they're going for a much wider audience base where it's like, we just want people to be able to spend at any time and get something that they can relate to and think is cool and work with artists and drive action. Which I'm like, this is a nice spin on digital collectibles because you go to things like, you look at like the Fortnite models where skins don't sell out. People can buy them at any point and you can have millions of them. And I think that that's something that we may see a change and a shift too, where it's like people feel comfortable leaving stuff open for anybody to buy as time comes and goes more so because they're interested in having that asset versus buying it as a financial instrument to potentially make money on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll be interested to see where it goes. Uh, moving on. Last story, content creation, Pudgy Penguins. Uh, they have a building in public YouTube channel. I think a lot of people uh, are aware of that. Lil Pudgy or, or, or their uh, Instagram is actually very popular, hundreds of thousands of followers. I, I want to say over a half million. The YouTube channel is focused on the behind-the-scenes video of them trying to build a brand and a successful toy business. No, no real mention of NFTs. I mean, I, I think there's occasional mention, but it's not like we're NFT guys. Um, and then the they're also building a Lil Pudgy's Instagram account using the same playbook that the Pudgy Penguins Instagram account used, which they've had massive, massive success with. Uh, in the video, Luca was just driving in a Rolls Royce. So very, very cool stuff there. Um, what, what do you make of this for... Like from a content creations perspective, wow, Lil Pudgy's already at thirteen thousand followers on Instagram. These guys know how to build Instagram channel, uh, Instagram profiles for sure. Uh, Sigil, they were at, they were at, real quick. They were at five thousand followers when I checked on Monday. So the, <laughs> just absurd growth there. Really strong, really really strong growth. Signal looks like you wanted to chime in on this. Um, no, I remember seeing on like a, a video earlier this week that said um, the main account or the Pudgy's account has a reach of like 40 million over the last 30 days. Absolutely insane, like the, the growth they have on that side. I really like the way that Luca is approaching content, especially in this, like, in, in the builders video. It kind of reminds me, and I mean it as a compliment, but the kind of thing that Nick could watch on Netflix if it was on Netflix as like web, like behind, behind the scenes of a web three company. Like if you wanted to, if we like, for example, if you wanted to see like what was behind the scenes of Facebook as Facebook was on the rise. And I think what they're doing won't, it might not necessarily be popular now today, or if it is, it's just in our ecosystem. But you know, if Pudgy Penguins manage to reach the goals that they, that they want to reach and manage to get to the scale that they want to reach, they will have content going from when they were a young startup all the way to the success that they will have in the future. And that will make it, and that will give the company a more compelling narrative and real provenance in, in video content that lives on forever. And frankly, I think out of all the PFP companies, sorry, or out of all like the PFP companies who are doing content, I think they're doing some of the most original uh, content. Um, but obviously you can see that they put a lot of money into it and the cost of production is much higher. But I love like the drama that they're, that they're trying to bring when I think this is at Comic-Con and something's gone wrong with the giant pudgies. They don't 
look like how they wanted the giant pudges to do to, to look like. And I think looking back on that in four or five years time uh, will be something that, you know, they'll be laughing at as as they become bigger and, and go on, 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 on that path to growth. So they're killing it. I like it a lot. Yeah, already 6,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. Not bad at all. YouTube's a tough platform to grow subscriber, uh, just to achieve subscriber growth. Uh, very cool content there. Uh, Clemente, why don't we roll out the free NFT before we wrap? Yes, sir. The password for today's free NFT is RAIN45. RAIN45. So I got the little ticker going. You can go claim that at the nifty.com slash claim. And this is in collaboration with Blue, um, the artist for today's free NFT spotlight. And, and we got a little, uh, hold on, just trying to pull it up on the website. But in the meantime, we will tweet it out and you can also see the pin tweet for that. Yep, claim code RAIN45, R-A-I-N-4-5. This is the artist Blue Woods, 3D artist hey, and animator. An error in this, uh, Sorry? I think, I think this NFT may not be set up properly. Yeah? It seemed like people were claiming it in the Discord. Um, it sounds like, ladies and gentlemen, there might be an error. I'm sure it'll get fixed. Uh, I know some people had successfully claimed. You should also check out the companion drop on Manifold. It's titled Temporary. Very, very cool 3D artwork uh, on Manifold. Uh, so that's at Blue Woods, B-L-O-O-W-O-O-D-S on Manifold. Clemente has the pinned uh, has a tweet pinned that has the link to this manifold drop, a uh, little companion drop for the free NFT by Blue Woods. Make sure you follow Blue on Twitter also. Very, very cool stuff. We love having talented artists on Artist Spotlight on the show. Uh, Artist Spotlight, again, is designed to showcase talented artists in the space. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We do the show Monday through Friday right here on Twitter Space. It's also available on YouTube if you want to watch the YouTube stream. It came to my attention that some people actually listen to the show on Twitter Spaces on desktop. What are you doing? If you're on desktop, watch the video on YouTube. If you want to share the show with people outside of the Twitter bubble, you can share the Apple or Spotify podcast link, really wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and make sure you have an account at the nifty.com to claim the free NFTs every day. Today, if you go to the nifty.com slash claim and you put in the code RAIN45, R-A-I-N-45, like it's raining outside, then you can claim the free NFT by Blue Woods, very talented artist, uh, and check out the companion drop on Manifold. Anyway, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't listened to this Travis Scott song, uh, but this is a new album by Travis Scott. We're just going to put on this hyena song. I don't know if it's good, but let's let's listen to it. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back on Monday.